Hi! You're listening to A, a Tale, Tale of Two Bitches, Bitches, where two ladies talk about life as a lady. Enjoy! It's going. It's going. We're here. Welcome. It's been a fucking hot minute. Um, I'm going to have to change the uh, intro to this, but what's up? It's A Tale of Two Bitches, except there's three bitches here. Um, it's me, Sarah, your favorite, uh, neighborhood hoe. I'm here with two lovely ladies. We got Alexis. That's me. And we got Caitlin. Hey. Um, and we're gonna fuck some shit up today because I- every day. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I have not, um, recorded an episode of this podcast in months. Sorry, Rachel. You are still an OG of this show. Um, but I can't record with you right now because you're not here, but it'll be okay. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's what's happening. Should we introduce ourselves? I guess, yeah, we can do like a, yeah, okay. Quick intro. Quick Elevator intro. pitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? It's all yours. Okay, all right. Okay, so I'm Alexis. Uh, I grew up in Indiana, so Midwest bitch over here. What's good? <laughs> um, yeah, I went to Purdue, so that was cool, I guess. I'm a lot older than most people. You're old as fuck. That's facts. <laughs> 26 for like two weeks now. Damn. Very strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else is there to know about me that's that important? Not much, I guess, right? Married, yeah. single, divorced, Oh, or very widowed. single. No, by, <laughs> very much so by choice. Kinda, at this point. And if you'll refer to our third episode of this podcast, you'll understand why. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, what's up? My name's Caitlin. I am 23 from the great country of Texas. I'm dead. She said country. (laughs) That's that Texas education right there. Hey, born and raised. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's about all there is to need to know about me. Are you Uh, single, married, widowed, or divorced? It's complicated. Interesting, which leads us to our discussion for this evening on this lovely, lovely Saturday, Saturday night. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Thanksgiving was this week. We had a good time. I think so. Shit, more than a good time. Oh my god. (laughs) True, 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 true. Um, fuck. So, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys all had a good time in one way or another, spent time with someone you kind of liked. Don't have to love them, but you can kind of put mm-hmm. up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, or just met somebody that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent segue. We're going to dive deep into that. Today we're going to talk about relationships, um, as one does in this podcast, specifically how the three of us have changed our views on dating and the types of people that we date over time, because um, we've all grown up to some degree not a big degree, but some, is some, some in, in one way uh, or another. So get your popcorn, crack open a beer, or a, a white, white claw, claw. <laughs> however you see fit, and please get ready for the shit show. All right, let's fucking do this. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Let's, op- let's crack open this fucking can of worms. So once upon a time... There was little old me, and I was, I've talked about this what I feel like is a million times before, even in the only ep- the couple episodes that we put out, but, like, when I was younger, 
all I fucking wanted was for some stupid dude to, like, save me. I had that whole savior complex, like, built up in my head. So probably from, I don't know, when did you guys start, like, dating? 13, 14. Like, 13, okay. Uh, I, probably about the same time. I mean, much to my parents' despise, because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to date till 16, but I did it anyways. But it didn't turn serious dating until I was in college. In college? Okay. I always tried to get guys to date me when I was, like, 13, 14, and no one wanted me up until I was, like, 16. Oh, same. I had that whole, like, the braces look and, like, the fucking ugly-ass eyebrows. I had the sperm (laughs) brows, y'all know what I mean? Yeah, it was fucking... It it was a trip, so I'm not surprised that no one wanted me. But um, I had such, like, low self-esteem when I was younger that, like, all I wanted, and I mean, you fucking see it in in every rom-com, in every, I don't even, not kid show, but, like, teen, kind of, teen like, romance, like, it's it's so often portrayed, like, the this guy has to save this, like, broken fucking girl from being, I don't even know. And like, it's always, like, a popular guy with, like, the nerdy, yes. smart, like, lonely girl, ugh. Have you got, I mean, when I think of like, what I wanted in a man, not even when I was, like, 13 and 14, but, like, you know, in high school, even, like, you know, 15, 16 and above, um, have you guys ever seen Skins, like, yes, Skins UK? on MTV. Okay, that too, like, the American one, and the, she's like, I'm from Texas, we don't have that in my country. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched it, I watched it, that, that shit was wild. It is, and so I used to watch, like, or, like, Degrassi, or, like, any oh, of that shit, it's yeah. always, like, Skins oh, is a raunchier Degrassi. Yeah, it's fucked up, the UK one, too, oh mm, my god. That one had, and they have, like, less TV, like, limitations, like, unlike the US, so they're Titties wild. for days. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna be on there. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh fuck. Um yeah, so <laughs> my my like dating life, uh I wanted to imitate that so bad cuz I was like again this broken little girl who was sad and fucking just wanted a man to be like, "No, you're perfect. Let me just like pick you up from this grave you dug yourself in and then like yeet you over here and then like fill you up with love and praise you and joy." would have to be digging for days for me. <laughs> Shit, me too, because I was so, I had so many things wrong with me too when I was younger. Like, every girl I feel like goes through this. Like, you have, you either had like an eating disorder or your pediatrician told you you had fucking depression or anxiety or both, or you had all three. Like, everyone has something going on to where like, your brain literally is not mature enough to be in a relationship. Like, does that make sense? Mm, like, yeah, you're I'm Hispanic. We don't talk about stuff like that. <laughs> That's an important thing, too. They just told me you have a roof over your head and you have clothes on your back. You're relax, fine. You're okay. Right. And so, <laughs> like, I... So when I was younger, I had all of those things going on, right? And so that, like, alters the way that, like, you don't think that you're acting, like, immature and childish, but, like, it literally reverts your emotional, like, being and your emotional maturity to that of, like a fucking 10-year-old or a 6-year-old or an 8-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. I have gone back and, like, read, like, diary entries from when I was, like, oh, 14. It's bad. Keep the locks on those. <laughs> right? Like, 14, 15, 16, and it's, oh, my God. Like, I'm reading it, and I'm, like, there is no way that I actually thought that. I mean, I go through bouts of, like, you know, self-doubt and, you know, low self-esteem and whatever now as, like, an adult, 
but oh my god, like, it was so fucked up, like, looking back and reading it now, and it's just no wonder why, one, no one would either want to date me. (laughs) (laughs) Or why you would want to date anybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, it's just really fucking weird, but the, I only dated, like, two people when I was younger. Like, I've only had two, quote, like, boyfriends in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a guy before my very first boyfriend, though. He was my first kiss. And he was... I was a freshman in high school. And he was a senior at another high school. Oh, scandalous. Right? Um, I started my career there. And (laughs) (laughs) And so, he was... This it's so funny that I say this because like it's so relevant now. He was such a nice fucking dude. What did I do? Take a fucking guess at what I did. Cheated on him. No, I <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. How fucked up of a person do you think I am? Oh my no. god. <laughs> no, I ran the fuck away. I ran the fuck away. Hit him back up. Facts. No, he's I, like I my think he's married now. now. Oh. I think. I wish yeah, I could relate to that. <laughs> Can't relate. But he was so, he was so sweet to me. He paid attention to me. He was nice. He was kind. Like, all the things that I supposedly want and wanted in a man. You thought you weren't good enough for him. Literally. I was like, ah, this is too real. And, like, even at 15 years old, I was like, oh, commitment issues, check. Relatable to Ran, the day. Yeah. Fuck Same. yeah. Ran the fuck away. And so... It's funny because that was my first, like, nice guy ever. Well, not ever, but, like, in high school. hmm Right? Mm-hmm. And so that was him. And then when I was a sophomore, I started dating this other guy who, who God, I think about it now, and it's, well, one, it was illegal. Oh. He was 19 and I was 16. Oh. It was eh. not. Extra scandalous. It Extra scandalous and disgusting because he's really ugly. Um, I told, and I've said this before on here, but I told him, uh, it was on Valentine's Day. He pissed me off, like, really bad. He was being such a fucking tool. So, he was, like, talking about... Did you tell him you are going to report him? No, I said he shouldn't reproduce. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to try to send him <laughs> oh my, to jail or something. No! I mean, no, no. low-key is statutory rape, I'm just saying. Oh, and the sex wasn't even good. Ah! Um, <laughs> check out my third episode, uh, about sex. I talk all about him and his whack dick. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I dated him solely because, not because, I don't think I had any real feelings for him in the beginning, but he paid attention to me Mm, but he that's all of our mistake yep he fucking paid (laughs) attention to me and he was kind of in the same boat like he had low Mm self-esteem and so not i don't think he's genuinely a bad person i think he's fucking weird and gross but like (laughs) on the inside i don't think he had any like malicious intent um but like he saw me this is very bad verbiage and i I can't think of a better way to phrase this, like, as easy prey, almost, like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, you're young, and you're sad, and, like, you, like, you see me as available, I see you as available, so it's just, like, we're just gonna take what we can get type of deal. Wait, this is how sex trafficking starts. Yeah, like, fuck. Pretty much. I mean, I know, I've, again, I've talked about this before, but, like, because of that, like, that was my entryway, like, into sex. So, like, it was not a good, like, mm-hmm. door opening into, like, the realm of sex and se- sex-, mm-hmm. sex and sexuality and, like, what that's supposed to, like, feel and be like. So, that was, that fucked me up. Horrible. <laughs> um, 
I guess. God, put that on my list for my therapist. Um, <laughs> right? But, yeah, so, like, that was my first relationship was, like, try- so desperately trying to seek out someone to, like, save me from myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but only digging myself deeper into a hole. And then that finally ended, thank God. But then I started dating the most manipulative and toxic motherfucker ever because all I wanted was, like, for someone to save me that and I saw this broken person of a dude and I'm like, well, I can fix him. Mm. We all do that too. Like, I can, I can change him. I can make him better. I know. You feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my heart broke for this guy because we had been friends for a long fucking time. (laughs) A long fucking time before, uh, we started dating and that's how it, that's the basis for our relationship was like, he knew all the people I had had things with or talked to or hit on. And he was always like, oh, they're not good enough for you, blah, 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 blah. And then we finally got together and he used me. He used me. I was so naive and I was so like sad or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'll fix you, but you can also fix me. And I was so eager to just be in a relationship. And at the basis of it all, I just wanted to be loved. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just, uh, that was the guy I almost married. Mm. Love that for myself. Um, but hey, moving on to bigger and better things. Bigger and better dick. That's oh. what's up. Hey, the, oh. the dick might be 6'6", six, six, even if he's 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> and I, oops. Oh my god. But yeah, yeah, literally. Like, it just, so my, my dating track record is so fucking horrible because, like, I, I only dated those two guys, right? So, like, weird fucking dude and then emotionally unavailable like commitment issues mental illness whatever so then after that every like i've never dated anyone since like officially dated right Mm. but like all the dudes that i've like had things with it's always gotten to like literally the same fucking point where it's like okay we've been fucking we've been talking we've been hanging out for like x amount of time like Something either needs, something needs to, ch- oh, she just pulled out another beer. Fuck it up. Oh, that's going to be when I start my segment. <laughs> I'm going to start off with the crisps. <laughs> um, oh, God, I love that. So, uh, like, it, it always hits this one point, And I don't know if, like, you guys have experienced that. But, like. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, am I going to wait around? Exactly. Or like make it's, something happen? Or do I need to cut you now? Exactly. Oh. And I've always, it's, I've <laughs> always been the one who has been, like, I want something more from this. Mm. And they're always like, no. Slow down. Yeah. Or not even slow down. They're just like, you're too much for me, whatever. And then they leave. And it's like, oh. how am I too much when, like, literally your dick's in me, like, every other night. You stay at my house. I stay at your house. We go out to... Di- we're doing all the fucking shit that people do when they're dating. But then they call you an asshole. Yeah. They call me a fucking asshole. <laughs> and, too, like, I don't think people realize, like, men are so intimidated by women who have anything going for themselves. Yes. Like, yes. they want to go for the easiest They want route, women the to easiest depend on option. them to stay home and clean the house and shit. I'm like, no, I'm not about that. Exactly. Like, I've always been somebody who's had a lot going for myself. And then, like, these people, when it seems easy, they're like, oh, this is, like, cool and this is chill and I really like yes. you. And then the minute that you try to introduce anything that, real, like, might remotely reflect complication or effort or effort or anything they like immediately are like oh my gosh no like either it's you know you don't I don't deserve you because you have so much going for yourself or it's the excuse of like oh I'm working on myself and like so are you 
or whatever. Like, I've learned so over the years since I've been younger that, like, it's very easy to intimidate men. Very easy. Which is so fucked up, too, because it's, like, I don't think anyone... Well, I mean... I want to say I don't think anyone should be intimidated by other people's success. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, a lot of the times, like, it's just a turn on. Like, if someone's got a lot going for them, I'm like, damn. I'm like, let me just talk about them to all my fucking friends. And I think a lot of that relies on, like, or, like, comes from, like, society where, like, men have this, like, almost kind of, like, biological, like, thing in their brain that, like, makes them feel like they need to be the the provider almost yes and so yeah. when you are trying to be like treated as almost equal to them and they're like oh well if I can't provide anything to you then like what are we doing and it's like well we can provide for each other but okay go that's off. why it's really hard for me to date outside of the army I'm not even lying a hundred percent like I've now to be fair most of the guys I've like talked to or like almost dated or whatever most of them have been military mm-hmm. because like I mean with like ROTC it's easy because like that's just who the fuck you're fucking around every them single all time, the time. Yeah, 100%. um but like there have been a couple of guys that like I've been like seeing or talking to or like whatever the fuck you want to call it um who haven't been military affiliated just, uh, and it's yeah. so annoying it, it it's annoying and it's also like sometimes they get weird like for mm-hmm. us, it's not a big deal when we're like, oh, like, so, you know, guard stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. National Guard. Oh, I drilled this weekend and we were at the range. Like, mm-hmm. we, we shot they our weapons. They're and like, they're like, the they're like, oh my god, answer? what? You yeah. shot? You, you fired a gun? Yeah. Like, what? And they, like, <laughs> they, some, I hung out with guys who get so it's fucking so weird about that. It's so funny that you bring that up because I remember in college, this was like before one of my very first, like, more serious relationships um actually and I had just enlisted like baby 19 year old me like been Mm -hmm. in the army two minutes haven't even gone to basic training yet but you know how the guard works where like you go to like the the drills yeah 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 to kind of introduce you to the concept so I remember telling him during the week one day we were like hanging out I think before class or something and He was, like, asking me to hang out that weekend, and I told him that I couldn't because I had to go home because I had drill. Yeah. And he was like, well, what is that? And I was like, well, I'm still kind of learning. Right, right, right. You know, I have to go for the Army um, until I go to basic training, and then I'll have to do it again after basic training, but, like, somewhere else. And he was like, oh, okay, well, like, it's this really important thing, and I kind of wanted you to go. Like, can you just, like, call off? And I remember being like, that is not how this works. <laughs> right, I'm right. never talking to another non-military boy again. Let me just call <laughs> Let me just call off real quick. Yeah, let me just call the army and tell them I'm not, my bad, not going to come to work. Can y'all find a cover for my shift? <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> yeah, like I, that's really funny. It was so <laughs> funny. Like, I literally remember sitting there in his bed and being like, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, what am I AWOL. doing here? Yeah. <laughs> just ca- a casual AWOL on a fucking Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, so that's another reason why to- I, too, like, really struggle to uh, fucking, like, hang out with, this sounds so fucking corny, civilians. Literally, <laughs> though, I promise but you. But it's, it's hard because, like, they, some... Not all of them, but, like, some of them just don't fucking get it, and they're fucking... And they're like, let me try on your uniform. Bitch, no, that's not a that's not a costume. Someone has asked to try on your uniform before? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go down that. Oh, oh my um, god. 
and on Caitlin's segment, she'll be discussing boys trying to cosplay or roleplay in her uniform. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Alexa, play WAP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The, the moral of my story, I guess, is... Um, don't date non-military people, but um, facts. But if you're non-military and you're listening, we don't have to date you. We can still get digged down by you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's on sports game mode. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even remember where I was. I think something about emotionally unavailable men. Like that's and how my you're type. not trying to do that anymore. Correct. Great segue. I am trying to be a new person. Um, it is very hard for me to to actually date. Like, now, I know I've talked to you two about this, but, like, I will be the very first person to admit that I have commitment issues. I didn't have commitment issues when I was sad and, like, wanted to be loved. I mean, I still want to be loved. Like, let's <laughs> Don't be we real. all. Exactly. But, like, before I really had a sense of self and had, like, super low self-esteem and, like, little to no self-worth, like, I was like, D- anyone can date me and I'll be okay with that. Like, get me in a long-term committed relationship. And now... I think a little bit, little bit of it too, is because I'm older. But um, I am terrified of commitment, like absolutely fucking terrified. The th- like, I always want to talk about wanting to get married, and I do. But like, the thought of it, when I really think about it, it brings me so much anxiety that I get like nauseated. Oh, I am not, same. I'm not even kidding. Oh. So, it's uh, what I'm trying to do is be an adult and fucking. <laughs> face my fears because it's like I I had a realization with myself um a couple weeks ago uh I was like fucking off driving somewhere and oh I was coming back from Ulta actually shout out to Ulta go shop there um (laughs) but I went to one that's like 20 almost 30 minutes away from where me and Alexis and Caitlin all live right now so I was you know fucking chilling on the freeway and I literally had like a light bulb moment and I was like damn I'm so scared of commitment and dating someone that I I'm like literally just bringing the fear to myself because I'm not going out on a limb and like asking someone out or doing this or doing that and this was like before I was talking to anybody here this is when I thought I was like fucking in love with a fucking person back in Wisconsin right and then um realized I'm like oh they're just like a horrible person i cannot believe i just said that i might have to cut that shit out (laughs) they're not a horrible person that's just me fucking talking shit but like i realized i was like yeah one plus one does not equal two like that's never gonna work it's chill it's fine fucking move on with your life deal with it um but still that moment still reigns true it's like damn i'm so scared of like being alone but i'm also scared of being in a relationship and it's like retweet it's like fuck it like literally fuck it all so i'm just i'm trying really really hard to like not what we talked about today on facetime not self-sabotage <laughs> not run away not fucking just let it play out like exactly and that's that's what always gets me is what this is turning into as well as like trying to like relinquish control of my relationships mm-hmm. which sounds weird but it's like i'm so scared of it either going wrong or it progressing further when I'm not ready that I literally try to like micromanage it to every degree and it's like I don't know how to just relax relax mm, exist. With that, I'm opening up this beer hell yeah and <laughs> on to Alexis that's I don't have anything else we all know I'm fucked up y'all have heard me talk for months now <laughs> oh god okay um so yeah like I said before um 
My parents didn't really let me date until 16, but sorry, mom and dad. I was doing it anyways. Um, definitely was like this, you know, one of like very few minorities in my high school growing up. So it was strange trying to explain to people that I liked that like I wasn't allowed to do the same things that they this were. This was in Indiana, right? And this is in Indiana, yeah. This Northwest Indiana, shout out the region. Um, <laughs> and we were 45 minutes from downtown Chicago. So like we got a lot of people who whose parents worked in Chicago, but they mm. lived over the border because you know how like Illinois taxes are in the sky. Yeah, it's fucked up. Super high. Um, so like my school wasn't like not diverse, but it was at the same time. So it was hard to explain like the way my parents operated. Like my friends were able to go over boys' houses and like go to the mall and all this other stuff, and like I couldn't do it. So for the most part, until I was about seventeen, I mean, majority of my relationships were spent in the hallways of my high school, which is probably why they didn't last very long. Uh, <laughs> was, that, was that that locker talk? Like you meet up at the locker yes, after class? Yes, I or remember. Meet me after lunch. Yeah, and for whatever reason, my big milestones always ended up around my birthday. So, like, I lo- I had my very first kiss when I was, like, 14, like, five days before I turned 15 mm-hmm. with some guy uh, in the upper E hallway for any of y'all. If you listen to this, you'll know what that means if you went to my high school. Shit, your first kiss was, like, during school? Yeah, it oh was, my- like, in between passing periods. Oh, my God! He, he was on the swim team, and so was I. Mm, it was saucy. wild. Yeah. <laughs> Um, see each other in their bathing suits. And he wore the Speedo, too. Oh. Yep. Shout out Brandon. I think he's married now. Yikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, um. Wait, aren't you talking to a Brandon right now, too? Listen, that's a story for later, okay? <laughs> she doesn't have another beer for that. No, I do, actually. Uh, oh, I really do. Okay. I brought three. <laughs> Shout out our friends who left this. Um. We don't know their names, though. Yeah, we do. do. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, and then, yeah, so I didn't really talk to anybody. And so, at this point in my life, I was actually trying to, like, save myself for marriage. So, like, I wasn't going to do anything with anybody unless, like, yeah, like, I did not decide to do anything with anybody until I started having my little, like, confliction with religion when I realized that, a lot of the things that I wanted for myself didn't exactly coincide with, like, very traditional Catholicism. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and so, mm, conversation for another day. And not nothing to knock religion at all. I mean, you can definitely coincide with things. But that's, like, I think that, like, young teenager, you want to, like, rebel out against everything. You want to fucking kind of, find yourself. Yeah, and I lived in a really strict household as an only child, so, like... Oh, that's right. You are an only it, child. Yeah, it sucked. Um, <laughs> and so, it was... I think it was, like, one of those things. And so, when I kind of realized that I felt like a lot of decisions were being made for me, saving myself was definitely one of those things I decided was in my hands. Yeah. So, I watched a few of my friends lose their virginities... And, like, they were dating a couple of them, but uh, that was pretty much the extent of that. And I wasn't really, like, seeing anybody. Like, I remember this one guy I dated in high school was a freshman when I was a junior. And I remember how I found out that we were breaking up was when I walked into school and he was holding hands with another girl. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, this is a fun time. So that was, like, my first experience being, quote, unquote, like, cheated on. So that was cool. <laughs> first of many cheers to that yeah, first of many that's a fact 
Um, and so I realized that, like, I was kind of changing. And at this point, like, I wasn't very confident in myself. And I was different from all the other girls. Like, most of my friends were, like, white girls. Right. And I wasn't. And so I was like, oh, if that's Wait, what you're boys not like. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, So they were like, you know, if that, I was like, oh, maybe if that's what they're into, maybe that's what I needed to be. So I kind of Ooh, like, fuck. yeah, I was going through a whole identity crisis in high school. It was like, not a great time. So I ended up losing my virginity to like one of my really good friends that I drove uh, to and from school my senior year. And uh, yeah, it was cool. And then that kind of led me to go into another kind of like identity crisis. I feel. <laughs> and so I felt like that kind of set me up for failure because when I got to college and was like dating, mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of my problem was that I was altering who I was and, like, what I was into to be liked and, like, to be in relationships. Mm-hmm. So the my first very serious relationship was, like, about eight months long in college. I was a sophomore. And it was after the guy who I was talking about earlier um, who thought I could call off of work from the Army. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I ended up dating him into leaving the basic training and everything like that. And he was in Navy ROTC at the time. And, uh, he basically, like... I just yawned right in the microphone. Sorry. We're all tired. And basically, like, I feel like a lot of the issue with him was, like, we were very different. But I was, like, changing what I was into, like, just to stay with him. So I remember when I was at basic training and he, like, tried to break up with me and couldn't do it. He was, like, alluding to the fact that we were really different. And I remember, like, literally listening to myself tell him that like we could make it work and that like we could fix things once I was back and like contemplating in my mind all the things that I would need to do to like keep him Mm -hmm. and I was like oh like what is wrong with me so that kind of launched me into like going back into my second cycle basic training after getting hurt to just be single and like focus on training and stuff and it wasn't until a few months later that I actually started dating the guy that I dated for three and a half years and that was, like, where I really realized that I couldn't keep lying about who I was. And mm-hmm. granted, like, he knows who he is. Like, the best and worst relationship I've ever had in my life. I mean, like, we almost got married. We mm-hmm. lived together. Mm-hmm. Like, everything. He taught me everything I need to know about the Army. Like, that's, like, he's, like, one of my best friends to this day. Um, But throughout the course relationship, like, I kind of felt like I was, like, lying to myself. I was like, oh, maybe, like, I'll be okay having kids with him. And I'll be okay staying in Indiana forever because he wants to. And maybe I'll be okay with the arguments that we have and what they're about and how, like, he is very content with how he is, so he's very stagnant. But I was kind of fighting myself from, like, moving forward and doing what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. with my life. And so I think that's when I really had to gain the confidence in myself to be myself. That's so fucking important. Yeah. It it was hard, though. Like, I remember when we broke up for the very last time. This was a couple years ago. I And I was talking to my dad, and my dad and I are really close. And he was just kind of like, you need to be your own person and have your own dreams. And he's like, not that I don't think you don't do that. He was like, but you need to stop compromising, like, everything about yourself. Because, like I was saying earlier, because, like, you think you intimidate people. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard being... Like, in the military and having my own career, now a college degree, um, having my own money, doing my own things, being my own person with my own opinions, and trying to 
find men who are like confident in who they are to be okay yes. with like who I am. Like my favorite, it was like a meme actually, but like one of my favorite things to ask is like, am I too much? Or are you just not enough? well it's funny because like society puts this like idea out that men always have it to like adult men like 99 percent of the time oh (laughs) somebody just blew up their toilet (laughs) um god damn uh what was it society oh yes like they like to portray this image of of adult men that like if they look nice and fucking wear a nice suit and walk around like they own the place, like, they have their shit together. And it's like, no. no. There are so many, like, attractive, like, handsome fucking men that I know who might have a nice job or whatever the fuck, like, but they are not fucking sure of themselves. Like, they, their fucking masculinity is, is paper thin. Yes. And the biggest issue I, I ran into was like men refuse to acknowledge that they have communication problems and even when they do they refuse to do anything to fix them yeah and i realize like like men or boys or whatever like they will be the first people to make the move and tell you how like they're really attracted to how like you have so many things going for you Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff but then they don't support you and but that or they like support you but they're so not like emotionally intact with like their own feelings about things Mm -hmm. so like if you do something that upsets them like they shove it down and then they don't talk to you about it yeah and then when they go and break up with you like out then of nowhere they tell you everything they at tell once. you everything yes. at once yes. everything that you're doing wrong and you're like when the fuck were you gonna tell me this six mm-hmm. months ago yeah that you weren't really okay with me doing a b or c and now all of a sudden out of nowhere it's now a b c d e f g h i j and the whole rest of the alphabet that i was doing wrong <laughs> and i had zero idea no fucking idea yeah, yeah. And then they get irritated with you. Oh, like you, you nag and you tell me all the stuff that I'm doing wrong. And it's like, I'm telling you that you're doing it wrong or that you're bothering me. And that's where you could have come back and told me things that I could have worked on. But like, okay, if that's what we're going with. And so I realized a lot of my problem too is that even though men might be emotionally available, they're not emotionally intelligent. And I needed to stop talking Damn. who are not okay with being intact with their she emotions really like she that. just fucking that's a mic drop right there snaps for <laughs> alexis hello <laughs> listen i've never thought about it that way before i'm not even kidding because you all i ever like literally what i just said in my spiel like all i ever talked about was like emotionally unavailable men not like emotionally unintelligent men oh yeah like this guy dated for a few months. I mean, like, we were very much so in synced. Like, it in synced? In sync. <laughs> it became very serious very, very quickly. Like, we had so much in common. And we were really good friends at the same time. And I thought, emotionally, we were very much so on the same level. But what I realized is that he had a lot of demons that he had mm-hmm. not dealt with. Yes. And I'm sorry, but... Yes, you had a lot of childhood trauma. Okay, so did a lot of us in different ways, different yeah. levels of things. But that's not an excuse to be 
a dickhead, first of all. Preach. And also, it's just not ex- an excuse in general. Like, there's therapy. There's the internet. Like, I learn how to deal with that shit. I fucking um, am going to insert myself into this narrative mm-hmm. for, like, 0.5 seconds because <laughs> that's so fucking important and it hits so hard for me because that dude that i talked about who like i was thinking about back Mm -hmm. in like wisco this dude he's gonna fucking hear this too and i don't give a shit (laughs) he he has so many demons because like let's be real his childhood fucked up check that box Mm -hmm. his relationship life fucked up check that box like this dude i mean maybe not now but like his previous relationships like are are and were like fucked up Mm -hmm. um and he just, like, could not get it together. And that's one of the reasons why he and I, way back when, when we were, like, kind of a thing, um, never fucking worked out. Because he had so much shit going on that he couldn't, like, actually, like, love... That's a strong word. But, like, you know what I yeah. mean. Like, he couldn't, like, commit yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, like, even now, he and I are still friends. And a, I want to say, I say weeks ago, but this was literally months ago because I have mm-hmm. no concept of time. Um, Not was, here anyway. It, yeah, it was fucking before I before I came, came here. down here in September. Yeah. Um, but like he and I were talking, and he's like, "Yeah, like I brought up therapy. I'm like, I need to go see a fucking therapist Ugh. because like your shit, like you were doing really well. Like he had a handle on all the shit, and mm-hmm. then he just started feeling fucking sad again. Like, it happens. I get it. And I was like, mm-hmm. you need to go see a fucking therapist. And he's like, I can't afford one. X, Y, and Z. I'm like, I'll fucking pay for your therapy. Literally. Because I was making, like, our fucking active duty pay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I will pay for your therapy because that's <laughs> how much you need it. Yeah. And he, I mean, still, he was like, no, I don't have time. Like, all these fucking excuses. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I get that there's a stigma, but, like, for fuck's sake, like, yeah. if you want to feel better, if you want to have a healthy relationship, which is all he fucking wants in this world, is to love and to be loved, mm-hmm. fucking fix yourself. Yes, and they don't understand that. Like, they won't admit they're wrong. No. no. And they don't want to ever admit that they need help. And so, like, my therapist actually had a really good, uh, like, metaphor, I guess, kind of. Um, and she said that, like, a huge thing with people, and especially, like, my ex-boyfriend that I am referring to, um, (laughs) that, like, he had a bad habit of kind of, like, if any trauma or any emotion that he just didn't want to deal with would kind of, like, come down or whatever and be happening. Yeah. She was like, it sounds like what he does is he just takes, you know, from his little, in like, imagine his mind being, like, a closet and, you know, that, like, top shelf that you kind (laughs) of shove all the unwanted shit on top of that you don't really use Or under your bed. Or under your bed. Yeah, she was like, he kind of just grabs an empty shoebox, shoves all of it out in there, puts the lid on top, and then places it up on that deep, dark top shelf in his closet, <laughs> and then just, like, doesn't deal with it. And it just sounds like every once in a while, that shelf just kind of gets a little shaky, and some of it kind of jumps off, mm-hmm. and then he kind of is forced to deal Straighten with the it back up craziness. Again. And so then what he does is instead of dealing with it again, he even puts though it all these boxes the fell, box. he just kind of goes, do-do-do, shoves them all back, <laughs> shoves it back up there. And it honestly makes so much sense because it's like he literally went from like one side of like the spectrum to like just a complete 180. Like, What do you mean? So I remember like everything kind of seemed fine, but he, you could tell that he was kind of going through a bout of like struggle and like sadness oh sure sure, just kind of like lack of motivation yeah and i remember talking to him and being like hey you know if you need anything or whatever like i'm here for you i've been there before whatever and 
he definitely just kind of like acted like everything was fine and then just was just like no it'll be okay I think it's just x y and z I'm just stressed out and I was like okay cool like I understand that and then I remember one day we were sitting in his car and we were driving back from somewhere and I was talking to him about something and I think it was just like general relationship stuff like I was like oh yeah you know like my parents did this, this, that, and the other, but I don't really know if I, I like stuff like that. I, I think I kind of want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't really know why we're talking about something like that. Like, that's so far in the future. And I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, we were literally talking about marriage a week ago. Yeah. And we were talking about me moving to you or you moving to me. Right, we lived right, in right. separate states at the time and um, stuff like that. And He's also in the military, so it was kind of like what we would do once he went active duty and stuff. And all of a sudden, nowhere, this was too much for you to talk about. And that's kind of when I noticed something was wrong and he was, like, flipping. And it wasn't until the new year hit and that's when I realized, like, something was definitely off. And then not even a week later after the new year was when he called me and was like, oh, yeah, um... By the way, we had nothing in common, and I think we were in love with the idea of each other. And oh, I don't it's know, that one? Yes, yeah, that oh, one. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? And then two weeks later, I saw him, and he was, like, completely backsliding on his decision. He was like, I want you back. Yeah, he was like, I want you back or whatever. And then I was like, listen, you're going through a lot right now, and you recognize that you need therapy. And, like, if you need help, I will help you. But I can't do that by myself. Like, right. I'll be here as your friend, but... Like, that's all I can give you. Yes. And I, I told him one of the big, biggest things my mom told me um, on one of the few things that she's ever given me, like, advice on. What, and that was that, like, I was like, I'm not going to waste my time on somebody who doesn't want to waste their time on me. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to be with somebody and beg somebody to be with me when there's other people on the planet. Like, that doesn't even make sense. And that's when I went back to therapy myself. And... That is when I decided I was going to be single for a year and do a lot of self-reflecting. So and I've been in therapy for the third time in my life since February. How long into this year of singleness are you in? Was it 2020 that you started? That was January 2020. Oh, shit. Yeah. So January 2021 makes the year. Okay. So are you going to get married in February? <laughs> or March? <laughs> no, the kids got to come first. Oh, you're right, you're right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Listen, having kids is still a very, very contradicting conversation in my own head. Just because... Not even in my own head. The amount of times where I will be in a conversation half times with a dude, and I'll be like, oh, God, I literally, I fucking had this conversation, I'm pretty sure, like, last night. I was like, oh, God, I can't have kids. And then five seconds later, a kid pops up on my Instagram feed, now. I'm like, oh my god, I want a baby. Fast. I'm like, never mind, I didn't say that. I, hate I used kids. to be repulsed by the idea of kids, but then as I've kind of started to, like, really self-reflect and, like, heal, I've realized, like, having kids wouldn't be as bad as I was thinking, but... The process sounds scary. Oh, pregnancy fucking terrifies yeah. me. I'm more scared of pregnancy and than raising me, a child. And it makes I'm not me even sad. scared of that. I'm scared of the guy fucking leaving me. And then I have to raise a kid in a text. Yeah. <laughs> Three weeks after seeing you. Oh, shit. That's not... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like... Got, like, not even guys. Like, everybody in general is just so not, like, committed. 
And so what if I have yeah. a kid with somebody and then they just go and leave me? I'm it, like, then the kid's not going to have a dad. There's or no... if you're on deployment, they leave you while you're gone. Ugh. I've had that happen to a few of my friends. Yeah. There's, I feel like... Hello? <laughs> there's no um, societal pressure anymore for a man to stick around if he gets someone pregnant. And Shit, it's like... he'll have five baby mamas. <laughs> Caitlin's gonna be the sixth. <laughs> no, <laughs> not with him. <laughs> but I like, and part of me doesn't know if there should be that pressure because there are some people who should not be sticking around. There but should, just there are plenty of people who should not be reproducing, and they are, and that's scary. Preach! It's terrifying. But I, I guess I don't know where I'm going with this. But um, I just there are some people. It, it all boils down to like, please fucking take responsibility for your actions. Like, yes, either pay for the abortion or pay for the adoption fee or fucking like pay your child support and GTFO and don't fuck up that kid's life. Or like, you know, I don't or know, stick around, stick and around and fucking now and like yeah. live your life. But co-parent, um, co-parenting mm-hmm. is cool. I actually have a friend of mine. Um, in Illinois, like, he was seeing someone, like, they were literally, I mean, I don't know him that well, <laughs> but, like, he was sleeping with someone, they were kind of having a thing, whatever, she got pregnant, and mm. now they have this beautiful little baby girl, and they're, like, fucking it up, they are mm-hmm. not together, they are both seeing two totally different people, and they yeah. just co-parent this little angel, yeah. and they respect each other, and they are each happy, and, relationships. like, yes, and yeah. they, like, they go out, and they do, like, they went on, like, a camp, a little, little mini little camping trip with, like, you know, mom and dad and little baby and, like, mom's sister or some shit, like, just oh, that's cute. together, yeah. like, yeah. they raise this baby. You and, can, and you can love another person as friends, like, I feel like that's what oh, people, fuck yeah. I feel like that's what people kind of tend to misunderstand is, like, you know, nobody's saying that, like, things can't be difficult. And sometimes it's better to not talk to people that you used to date. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, especially in the case of having a kid, like, I don't think people understand that it's okay to, like, transition the type of love that they have for somebody. Especially in the, for the sake of, like, a shared child. Literally. And I feel yeah. like that's a huge thing people don't understand. No, it's fucked up. But... That took that was a fun little segue. Yeah. yeah. But what's the biggest thing you've learned? Yeah. Over there, Caitlin. Um, okay, so growing up, I didn't say this in my intro, but I raced motocross, so I was around a lot of guys. Mm. Mm. Room, room, room. Yes. Room, <laughs> room all over. <laughs> no, but um, so I was more comfortable around guys than girls. And so, like, whenever I went, I also went to private school almost my whole life, except my senior year of high school. So that was interesting. I did mm. not know that about you. Yes. I knew that. Yeah. Um, so, like, in school, they always taught us, like, oh, you don't need a relationship right now. I went to Catholic school. Um, and my parents also have two old, like, my mom has two older kids with a different um, dad. And so that was, like, different for me because they were always, like, talking shit about my parents in school. And I was like, okay, this is weird, but okay. <laughs> uh, just, I, like how that's, I like how that's your reaction. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was way more comfortable around guys. With that being said, like, I dated a lot of guys, but let me just throw this out there. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 18. Um, Same. Yes. And so oh, I, I feel like a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure I've caught up by now. <laughs> But, <laughs> but um 
Yeah, so I'm going to just skip ahead because this is my first real relationship. Whenever I was 16, um, okay, well, I only dated guys that raced motocross as well until I joined the Army. But um, I was 16. I was a dating dating a guy that was 24 that lived Holy in Louisiana. Holy shit. Oh, my yes. God. Okay, wait. Well, not officially dating by the by the books, oh, I guess. Were, because were you guys internet dating? No, like we hung oh. out and stuff, but we oh. couldn't. It was illegal, so I couldn't date until I was 18. Oh, my God. 24? Yeah. Yes, but it's okay. My parents approved. They blessed me. <laughs> oh, but sweet Jesus. My parents then in the next episode, we talk about <laughs> bad things. That being it. <laughs> but um, here's the thing is that um, I, we, I would even drive four hours to see him. Like, every, all of my ex's moms love me, which is what gets me because I was a part of their family, you know? Yeah. So the hardest part was whenever you have to break up with somebody and not be a part of their family anymore. I feel that. Yeah, oh, I that do. was really hard. Yeah. So you I guys, mean, I you guys my, say bye to their dogs. I hated my ex-boyfriend's yeah. sister after a few things happened, but um, mm. my, like, the one that I lived with and stuff, yeah. but... His dad was hilarious. I miss his dad a lot. Yes. So they become part of your family and then you just have to say bye, like, all of a sudden. But that that's also another part that gets me is, like, there's only, like, one or two exes that I don't even talk to anymore. But other than that, like, their family still send me Christmas gifts and shit. Oh, I'm my like, God. Are you trying to, like, buy me back into your kid's life? Or what's going on here? I'm dead. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so that's a big part of, like, a relationship for me is <laughs> being a part of somebody's family. And, like, I know we've talked about it before, but, like, how are we going to date somebody with a fucked up family, right? Literally the worst. <laughs> um, and so, at this point, I dated this guy for three years till I was 19. Oh, shit. Yes. Wow. And he had his own house in Louisiana. I would go, okay, well, this is, sorry, mom and dad, but <laughs> they thought I was sleeping with his parents, like, at his parents' house oh. in a different room. But oh. I just stayed at his house. Uh-huh. But you did it. Is he the one that you lost your virginity to? Mm-hmm. Oh, Sick. Wow. Fuck it up. Yeah. Um. So that was that. And then moving on, like, I've had a lot of toxic relationships, too. But the toxic- toxicity... There you go. ...is different from y'all's. It was more like, um... Like, quid pro... Quid pro quo. or some shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, because, like, they were older than you. Yes. So, like, they'd be like, oh, if you do this for I'll me, you like, oh. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, so, I'm gonna just take that's, some notes. That's <laughs> different for me, because I've dated mostly guys younger than me, so, like, that's a whole oh, new concept. Have you, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I dated well, a guy me... who was, uh, who was 20, and I was 24. You're a whole-ass cougar. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you are a cougar. Facts. Like, Melf. The other channel... Cat mom, I'd like to fuck. Ah! <laughs> um, oh, but also I have a brother that's a year older than me, so I would date his friends too, kind of type. Not oh, date, man. but like hook up, you know? <laughs> and I love so the that's, energy. That's where the, the older guys came in too. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, so my, my relationships were very toxic, a couple of them. And to this day, well, actually the two toxic ones, they got married and had a kid. <laughs> Good luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so my biggest relationship advice for whoever, I don't know who listens to this podcast thing, <laughs> is to not, not settle down too quickly. Like, you really got to get to know them in order to know. Like, my, okay, my thing is, if we can make it past a year, year and a half, we might be good to go. But if it's before that... Of, like, dating or, like, what are the stages? Like, what do you oh, mean? Like okay, okay, talk, okay, the sta- the talking stage, in my opinion... Usually last a few months. Right. And then you start dating. Once you start dating, if you last more than like a year and a year and a half, then I'd say, wow, they might get married. Yeah. But like, 
in my opinion, usually I would break up after about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, this person is really stupid. How many guys have you, like, dated? For, like... Like, dated, dated? Like, probably, like, dated, dated. Eight or nine, honestly. It's quite a bit. I've dated a lot, but I've seriously only dated yeah. three. Yeah, seriously so, is probably, like, three for me, too. Mm-hmm. Are those serious relationships, like, the long ones for you? Mm-hmm. And then the other ones were, like, what, a couple months? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, whenever I switch to changing the subject completely whenever I switched to public um high school which is my senior year we mm-hmm. moved and um that was a culture shock for me to be honest I know we were talking about culture shock yeah, yeah, yeah. yesterday in the army uh-huh, but uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah yeah so this was <laughs> <laughs> definitely culture shock they yes. were like oh we're gonna go to the bonfire tonight who's gonna bring the booze and drugs and stuff oh my <laughs> god and I was like I was seven no 16 no 17 at the time when I was a senior and they were like, um, are you going to come? And I was like, Mom, I'm going to go to a friend's house tonight. That's what I would tell her. She'd be like, oh, yeah, have fun. Send me the address so just in case. And send me a friend's phone number that's going to be there. I'd make up some address oh. and some phone number. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I could have. I should be dead by now. <laughs> but, um, my parents would never. Hell, Mom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was, that was a culture shock for me. And at the time, I was still dating that guy. And he was totally fine with it. And whenever I go to his house in Louisiana, we go to the bars and stuff. Oh my! Oh my God! Yeah. That's actually what made me like break up with him. Was he was so immature and loved to drink too much. But now look at us. We're all sitting around drinking, <laughs> drinking our water. <laughs> my kidneys hurt. Wow. Yeah, the water named Miller Light. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so my story's a little different and. My biggest advice is don't settle down too quickly because you want to really get to know this person. But then again, I'm ready to have kids, so who am I to talk? Baby mama number six. Ah! (laughs) I feel like that's one of the biggest things that, like, I've kind of had to also, like, learn was, like, people don't really... You can only put up a facade for so long. Mm -hmm. So people eventually will, like, key you into who they really are. Oh, fuck yeah. And, like, I know that this past year... I have been very much so single, and so I've talked to a few people this year, and, you know, amongst other things, and uh, one of the things that I've learned is, like, and, like, I really talked to my therapist about this was, like, setting boundaries. Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Was, like, one of the biggest things I had to learn how to do, and I really tried to do that, and when I did that, it made me, like, happier, but it also almost kind of, like, forces people to expose who they are. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. But that's self-love and self-respect. Oh, yeah. And it's difficult. Like, it's a work in progress. Like, today, I cried for no reason. Same. And I don't (laughs) even know why. And I cried because I've chosen to be single, and I've cried because I miss being in a relationship, but then I cried because being in a relationship sounds scary. Mm -hmm. And I thought about how, like, literally devastated i was for half of this year mm-hmm. yeah and somebody but. said something i don't remember who it was but a while ago somebody told me something and it said they said you're either a hoe or a bitch in the army and either way you're not going to get respected i was like that is so not true i mean it is true but like that's kind of rude does that kind of equate to like 
either you're a hoe, meaning, like, you're, quote, single, or you're a bitch, as in, like, you're taken. Or, like, or, like if a guy asks you to fuck, you're either going to be, like, no, and then they're, they call you're you a bitch. bitch. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. If, if you say yes, then you're a hoe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, what are you supposed to be? Because I'm, I'm just trying to make some friends. Yeah, I'm watching you cheat. Is that how life, you make friends? Is yes. that how you make friends? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, oh, we're going to skip my comment. Oh, okay. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> pick where there'd be a hoe or a bitch in the army i'm like yeah i guess i'll be both <laughs> but, let um, me take that back <laughs> but um yeah so also i'm a little different from y'all as i didn't i don't really ever open up like growing up my parents were like oh like you should keep it to yourself yeah or else you're weak like if you're trying to expose yourself to people and like tell them what's going yeah. on and so like now that now that i'm here and like things are different i'm like Damn, I really have to open up and tell people how I feel, so... Oh, I feel that. My parents never, like... (laughs) So, I... They always wanted me to open up, but I never fucking did. Like, I... I had the way more opposite problem. It was, like, my mom would always be, like, like, what'd you talk about at therapy? Like, what's wrong? Blah, blah, blah. Like, try... She would literally cling to me to try to, like, say anything about how I was feeling and like it makes me so and like I mean you guys get it like it makes me same with everyone else in the world so uncomfortable to talk about my feelings mm-hmm. oh. um I hate being vulnerable for like a multitude yes. of reasons yes um, I feel like it makes me weak whenever I have to tell somebody I'm struggling yeah see I love talking to people about my own struggles because I know that like if they're secretly going through something mm-hmm. and it's similar to what I've been through like they can use that to yeah. kind of continue to move forward and like learn something but like with a mistake that people make with me is like they mistake me being very open with them as a sign of like weakness yeah mm-hmm. and they try to prey on that and for mm-hmm. the longest time they could but as I got older I was like don't mistake me being open with you and trying to help you as a weakness like, yeah you yeah. will literally not hear from me ever again right yeah. and that's what I <laughs> well on that note in terms of like you know, being open with other people and in regards to, like, relationships with someone, Mm -hmm. um, because of my past of being, like, always being the one who, like, wanted to be loved and wanting someone to save me and blah, 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 I really struggle now with opening up to people, um, who I'm, like, trying to date or whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be that same person again. Right. Like, the thought of being, oh, save me, I'm sad, makes me want to vomit. Like, I hate thinking about my younger self because the thought of being just that weak and and needy is is horrifying to me. So I really struggle being honest with like how I'm feeling or like allowing myself to be vulnerable or allowing myself to feel things with with guys because I don't want them to think that I'm asking to be saved or helped or, you know, anything like that sometimes. Like yes. I'm just sometimes I'm just sad and like I don't know why. I mean, it's depression, but like yeah. Why well, put a label on it? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's 2020. We don't use those anymore. Um, but I like, or just recognizing like the validity of my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like the dude, yes. the dude that I'm talking to now, right? So like some fucked up shit happened with my mom. And so he came over and we were talking about it. And I literally like, he doesn't really know me that well. Right. And I'm like, just, you know, being Opening like, up to him. I'm just like, yeah, blah, 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 whatever. Like this happens, this happens. She's back at, she's trying to go back to rehab she's almost died three times this past year like x y and z he's like um are you okay and i'm like i'm like yeah yeah it's fine don't worry about it like it's chill and he goes 
no, it's not. Like, are you sure you're okay? Yeah. And I just, like, I literally was refusing to recognize, like, the, just... That, that's the, crazy. The seriousness of the situation almost yes. because it's, like, well, one, I'm, like, kind of numb to it, but also, like... Yep. I... It's the whole thing of, like, well... I can't, like, lay my problems on you. That's too much. Like, that's too heavy. It's too mm-hmm. soon. It's whatever. Yes. It's, like, I don't know how to be genuine with my feelings to yeah. another person. I can relate to that, too, by saying, are you okay? Because this is going to go deep. But my dad passed away about a month ago, right? And everybody kept calling me, like, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I would just be like, yeah, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm taking day by day. Life yeah. gets better. Life goes on. Once again, back to I'm not telling people how I'm feeling. Yeah. And then one day, like, somebody called me. I just started, like, breaking down. And they were like, damn, like... And everybody knows I was a daddy's girl. My dad was my best friend. And so then I had to make a Facebook post because I was tired of people being like, damn, you're handling so well. Like, even our captain here, she texted me. She was like, wow, you're handling this really well. First of all, how would you even know? Because you you don't even reach out to me. But anyways, that's a whole (laughs) different... Sorry if you're on here. (laughs) But I made and this, like, yeah, I made this Facebook post and I was like, everybody always sees me as this happy go lucky girl. And then I posted a picture, like a picture smiling and a picture right next to me saying like, I'm not okay. Yeah. Like crying. And like people called me and were like, Dan, like you really said that on there. And I respect you for that. Like that took a lot to get yeah. out there and post that. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm finally realizing that like, it's okay not to be okay. And that yeah. goes for relationships too. Like shit happens and like. You have to take time for yourself, like you are, yeah. to get over that and like overcome it. But yeah, it, it it's been it's been really difficult, and like there's days where I'm like, what am I really doing? Like there's mm-hmm. people out there who I'm sure if I said something would like want to be with me, but then I literally sit down and I'm like, I'm just not ready. I just don't think this is like the best version of myself for somebody yet, and like yes. I don't want to be with somebody and give them like this like shitty kind of still like broken version yeah yep and so like it's hard like i like i literally was exclusive with somebody for like a couple months and if you listen to us my bad i'm we're not really exclusive no more <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and i think he knows that like i don't really think especially after the conversation that we had and like we still talk and stuff but and like you know i like him and i want to continue to get to know him and see what happens but I think the fact of the matter was, is, like, I kind of realized there was obvious differences, and it took a lot for me to kind of say something and realize that, despite how much I liked him, and, like, past me would have never done that. Like, past me would have just kind of adjusted to whatever he wanted, mm-hmm. and whatever he was kind of what you're better was. now. And so, like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a work in progress, and you have to keep yourself in check, and I was actually talking to my friend about this today. I was like, you constantly have to check in with yourself. Oh, fuck yeah. And mm-hmm. ask yourself, like... What am I feeling? What do I what want? What does that make me feel? Yep. What, like, how is my body reacting to that? And, like, what do I want to come from this? Mm-hmm. Like, and what will make me feel better? Like, do I need to be alone for the next day? Do I want to be with people? Yep. yep. Or what, do I need to talk to somebody? Like, am I good? Yep. And it's weird checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's. Definitely. That's about all I got too. Yeah. Like. Oh, I just thought of something too. This little tidbit before I forget. It's very important. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh my god, I had it on I'm my dead. brain. It's okay. I probably. Oh, um, being able to have a like relationship that solely doesn't revolve around sex. Yes. Like 
Hello, so motherfucking important. Like yes. I, oh, we've I, all been there. I struggled with this so much, you know, as an ind- individual based on like you know my own like prior experiences and trauma and everything revolving like me and sex itself, and so being able to like be with like a dude because like I'm I'm straight and not like if we're talking, hanging out, whatever, and like not fuck. Like if I stay over, if they stay over. At least every other night. so fucking... Yeah, like, literally, it's so fuck... And I mean, trust me. I like... I I like getting dicked down. Yeah. We (laughs) all know that. We... 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 We know how I am. And so, like, yeah, that's important to, like, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. But also, like, when you can just, like exist and talk to each other and talk and and then just like hang out educated conversation and there's no pressure to like oh i guess i gotta like suck his dick now yes yes and it's hard because like there's definitely times where i'm like i would want to see where this goes with this person but like what if i'm not as sexually attracted to this person as i am somebody else but then i'll go hang out with the other person i feel like that's all we do yeah like Like, i don't even have a conversation like what do i even know about you like Mm -hmm. like whenever your friends leave your room (laughs) and the guy says so are we gonna get naked and fuck now (laughs) (laughs) bro do you even know my name it's like no, that's not okay. And it's it. I I, I said this before, but oh fuck, it chips I'm just away. So lonely, we're not gonna continue. This no, sentence, but no, you know what we I are mean. not. It chips away at your self worth. Yes. Like it's like, do you only want me for my walk? Do, or do what? You, literally, like I I've cried about this recently yes. too. Like I was up in my feels, and my anxiety was getting the best of me. I may or may not have a, had a little too a much little wine. wine. <laughs> you may or may but, not have told the other person. <laughs> I, I, I may or may not have just done exactly that. Um, but, like, I, like, this thought got into my head and it was like, nah, he doesn't actually like you. Like, he only, like, wants you because he can fuck you. And I'm like, oh, shit. That sucks. Yep. But that's been the case so often with dudes that I've been seeing is, like, they don't, they literally look through you. Like, they don't see you as a whole authentic individual. Like, they see you as, like... An object. As an object. object, As literally a fucking sex object. That's, like, the guy that I was kind of exclusive with. Like, not really, but, like, kind of, or whatever. Um, I, like, asked him, I was like, like, what do you even know about me? And Mm -hmm. he was like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, you don't know that, like the struggles that I have with anxiety or the things that I believe in and that I stand for or, you know, where I'm from or where, what the name of my elementary school is. Like, what? Like, what do you know about me? Did he even know your cat's name? He does know my cat's name because he met Mm, my cat. mm, Lucky, Um, lucky shot. And, like, same with our friends that were here the other day. Like, you know, I've talked to him, but I felt like that was, like, the first conversation I'd actually had with him. Like, him talking about where he was from... Yeah. Was like wild to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess that's something I could have known. And I almost kind of was doing exactly what I called the other guy out for. Yeah. But I was like, what am I trying to learn somebody else for if like they're not willing to learn me back? And then again, too, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with a relationship just being about sex if you set those boundaries mm-hmm. in place. In the beginning. Before, oh, yes. Back to boundaries, my favorite Liter- subject. Literally. Shout you know. out Dr. Williams. Hey. <laughs> shout out Linda. Um, I'm going to tell her I talked about her. Um, but no, like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with, you know, of 
what are they called? Oh, like, friends with benefits and shit like that. Like, as long as... You know that. And you know, you know that's what it is. That. And to consistently check in with yourself and the other person. Like, hey, are you still cool with it just being this? Yeah. Because I will be the first person to catch feelings. I will openly admit that. Yep. I am a sucker yep. for the feels. And but... also on that subject, if you, if you do end up having sex and the guy does not accept the fact that you say no... Leave then. Get up and leave now. Also cause... go to the police because that's rape. Also, if you tell a guy not to kiss you and he does it again, or he does it anyways 15 minutes later, report him because I didn't do that and you should have. You should. Because Once that's a boundary that you set and he did it anyways. Go to the police Facts. because that's illegal. Facts. That's suspicious. Or if they that's try weird. and trip you. No. Oh, sweet Jesus. We're, <laughs> we're just going to go down this. And that's a, that's another episode. I Stay have to tuned. Have a, Next week, I gotta we'll have be a, back. I got to have a lot of liquor to talk about that. Ooh, we will open up that fucking chest of drawers oh, real God, goddamn retweet. quick. Um, but yeah, I think we, as a whole, we all know what we got to work on. Um, mm. But I feel like all of our experiences resonate with a lot of people. Like, not just, like, men, women, or whatever you identify as, like, just pe- people as a whole, like, young people who have gone through, like, fucking periods of, like, trying to find themselves and figure out who the fuck they are. Ugh. And also trying to navigate, you know, the realm of, of love and what it means to love or like or be with another person while also trying to stay true to yourself. I think that that, that shit's whack as fuck. Like, I'm still trying to figure that f- Literally, stuff out. I'm 26 years old and, like, I have an idea of who I am and I have an image of who I want to be and, like life is a forever work in progress oh, and i fuck think yeah. people are like oh i've like reached my peak i like am who i am and it's like uh no no mm-hmm. um, are, go to therapy i'm literally not <laughs> even i was i look back at like snapchat memories and mm-hmm. stuff like that even from like so especially i think of like the oldest ones i have on my snapchat are like from four years ago because that's, that's because snapchat didn't have memories until like two years in the making yes i, I got remember when snapchat became a thing when i was a senior in high school i also remember that <laughs> i was way younger than <laughs> on you. my that's fourth so generation ipod that was the first one with the front facing camera oh my god <laughs> um well, oh my god, you made me lose my train of thought. God damn it. Uh, you, you look back at your memories. Oh, yourself. yeah, yeah. So, like, four years ago, I was a fucking, like, freshman in in college. Oh, yeah, I was too. And, um... Oh, goodness. Like, yeah, and Let's so, like, I, I look at how... College? Freshman in college, yeah. Mm-hmm. What year was that? 16? 2016, yeah. Fall 2016. Oh, my god. <laughs> I was 22 years old. I was... I was 18. I was literally... Oh, God. Alexa's (laughs) old as fuck. Facts. (laughs) So, I look back at, like, those times, and I I had just gotten, like, big dumped. Like, hi, I said I was gonna marry you, and now, like, we're not gonna get married anymore. Dumped. I fell into the trap. Fuck fuck the army. I fell into the trap. And, um... That I was so fucking horrifically depressed, whatever. I see who I was then, and I... Back then, I'm like, I'm never gonna get out of this. I'm never gonna find love again. Blah, blah, blah. Then... Cut to, like, my sophomore year. I was like, oh, life's pretty chill. Like, I get done with basic training. I'm like, I'm great. And then all this fucked up shit happens to me. And I'm like, oh, guess okay, I guess I'll try again next year. And then, like, I really started coming into my own as a person, like, my junior year of college. And then, like, my senior year happened, which was literally just, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And I 
I just, I really do think I actually started figuring out who I was. Like, I started to recognize, like, who I could have relationships with and who I couldn't. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I could ramble about this forever. Um, (laughs) And I'm not even drunk, so, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was a really good talk. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I hope you guys I enjoyed too. that. That was Can fun. We do this again. Yeah, we don't have to do this again. Uh, we'll be sorry, d- Ashley. That's her name, right? Rachel. Bro. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Rachel. god. Sorry, but um, you can have your position back in a couple weeks when we. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I come back to Wisconsin to like pack my shit up and then move yeah. again, yeah, right. We'll have the. We'll all come together. We'll 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 call you guys on Facetime. We'll do it that way. Say less. It'll be a tale Say of less. one, two, three, four, four bitches. bitches. Oh God, double trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for coming back to the shit show. I know it's been a hot minute, but we'll see you later. Bye.